just when you thought there was no hope for baby boomers. It's the Rational Boomer Podcast. Logic, common sense, compassion. Yeah, who knew? Now, here's Mike. We are back on the Rational Boomer Podcast. Hope your day is going well. We're starting out another week. This is going to be another crazy motherfucking week. There's always crazy shit going on, stuff we have to worry about, hear about, deal with. Of course, we still have the Russia-Ukraine war going on. It's not going well for Russia. They're running out of supplies, so they have to come up with something. They could just quit and stop this shit, but no, they're not going to do that. They're going to focus their attentions on eastern Ukraine, those two independent states. Now, it's important to remember these independent states were named by Vladimir Putin. President Zelensky doesn't recognize those as such. As far as he's concerned, they're still Ukraine. So we're going to see how this all plays out. Zelensky's not willing to give up any of his country to the Russians, so this may not be over for a while, but the Russians are in trouble at this point. They are fucking flat out losing. Then, of course, we have these texts from Ginny Thomas, the wife of... Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas. You know, she was sending the text back and forth in and around January 6th with Mark Meadows, the chief of staff and Donald Trump's administration. She was talking about overturning elections, overthrowing the country. Yeah, she's a full blast treasonist. But here's the problem. Some of these cases have come to court, come to the Supreme Court. Clarence Thomas should have recused himself, but he did not. So Clarence has got all kinds of problems here. He didn't recuse himself. He's married to a fucking treasonous nutcase. And this puts a bad light on the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, where these people are already whining that we think they're too partisan, we're losing credibility for the Supreme Court. You're fucking right you're losing credibility because of the way you're behaving. And now that you have a Supreme Court justice on the court who's married to uh, somebody who wanted to overthrow the government, it's even a bigger problem. Now, this all came out toward the end of the week. Clarence Thomas got out of the hospital. I'm assuming he'll be back on the job today. But the Supreme Court is going to have to come out and say something about this if they don't. They will lose even more credibility. But what are they going to say? Are they going to let Clarence Thomas slide on this thing? Or are they really worried about the uh, the uh, credibility of the court and maybe reprimand him, force him to recuse him, or maybe somehow get him to resign from the court? For all tense and poor purposes, Clarence Thomas needs to go. Whether that will happen or not, we don't know. Seems everybody is really pussyfooting around anything that's controversial. Oh, we don't want to start too much trouble. Never mind the fact that our country, our government, hangs in the balance because of fucks like that. 
So we're going to see some activity on this. And the important thing to remember about this thing with Clarence Thomas, all too often we have these uh, big stories that come out, and they kind of hang there for a bit. And then after a while, some other big stories come out, and then we forget about the original big story, like Clarence Thomas. We can't do that in this case. It's just not possible. We cannot let this go. So it's important as we, the people, keep talking loud and keep talking constantly about this. Keep it in the news. There needs to be a lot of pressure put on the Supreme Court and our government to do something about this. Well, now, before we get to our regularly scheduled programming, I guess we need to talk about the elephant in the room. And by the time you hear this podcast, you've no doubt seen this video probably 12,000 times. I mean, right after it happened, I must have seen it 100 times. It's all over the place. It's the slap heard round the world. <laughs> and guess what? It happened on the Oscars telecast last night. Anybody still watch the Oscars? I know I don't. I don't have any interest in watching millionaires and billionaires pat themselves on the back for the jobs they're doing. Trying to relate to the little people, but they don't. They're fucking entitled pieces of shit that don't give a goddamn about you as long as you're buying a ticket to see one of their movies. That said, apparently the Oscars last night was must-see TV. You probably heard the story, you probably seen the video, but for those that haven't or those that haven't seen all of it or don't know all the facts, I'm going to give you some of them. Chris Rock was the host of the Oscars last night, and he was telling jokes as Chris Rock does. Will Smith and his wife were sitting in the front row, um... And, and mainly because Will Smith was up for Best Actor of the Year for his movie King Richard. Now, one of the things you have to understand, Jada Pinkett Smith, a lovely woman, a good actress, uh, her head was bald last night. Apparently, she has some kind of medical condition. I think it's alopecia or whatever it is. But there's some medical condition for her losing her hair, and she's decided to shave it. And she looks fine. She looks beautiful. Anyway, Chris Rock tells some dumb jokes. Um, he's first talking to Javier Bardem and Penelope Cruz. It turns out their husband and wife, and both of them, are up for Best Actor Awards. And Chris Rock is joking that Javier Bardem is worried that he might win and Penelope Cruz doesn't win, and then he's going to have to go through hell at home. A typical marriage joke, you know? And he says that Javier Bardem is praying that Will Smith wins Best Actor. So they pan over to Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. And Will Smith is laughing, Jada Pinkett Smith Smith is uh, smiling. And then Chris Rock comes up with a kind of a cheap, dumb joke. He says, uh, he looks at Jada Pinkett Smith and he says, Jada, I'm looking forward to um, uh, G.I. Jane number two. <laughs> that should be good. Well, when the camera pans over to Will Smith, he's still laughing. 
But Jada Pinkett Smith is not fucking having it. No, she's upset about this. She is insulted by this. Chris Rock goes back to Chris Rock, pans to him, and Chris Rock sees this, and he's kind of like, oh, come on, it's just a G.I. Jane joke. But he continues on. But after a couple of seconds, he says, "Uh uh-oh, Richard. And Will Smith comes storming up to the... uh, stage and he walks right up to Chris Rock now I'm sure at this point Chris Rock is thinking to himself oh he's going to grab the mic talk shit about me or something like that and uh, but that's not what happens (laughs) Will Smith walks right up to him slaps him slaps the taste out of his mouth and then turns around and walks back now Chris uh, Rock is is taken aback he's shaken up I mean You could tell by Chris Rock's face that this wasn't a setup. This wasn't a sketch. This was real. So Chris Rock is a little bit uh, flummoxed at that point. And he's looking around and he says, Wow, Will Smith just uh, slapped the shit out of me. (laughs) And then he looks over and he goes, Well, this may be the greatest night in television. So he goes and sits down. Will Smith goes and sits down, and Chris Rock looks at him and says something. And uh, Will's still not very happy at this moment. He says, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. So Chris Rock says, you know, it was just a G.I. Jane joke, not a big deal. And then, of course, Will Smith yells louder. (laughs) I said, keep My wife's name out of your motherfucking mouth. (laughs) Now, Chris Rock doesn't know what to do with this, and he's trying to continue on with the show, and uh, he gives away an award. But then shortly after that, like within minutes after that, they have the announcement of the best actor, and who fucking wins? Will Smith. Now, Will Smith goes up there, and he's crying and upset like he's the fucking victim. And uh, he goes through who he's going to thank and all that sort of stuff. And uh, then he apologizes to the Academy and to the other actors, but not Chris Rock. And he says, uh, you know, I'm now going to be portrayed like the crazy father in the movie, King Richard. And he says, but you do crazy things for love. Yeah, he was trying to play this out. He was trying to, I don't know, somehow make himself out to be the victim. And maybe he is. I I don't fucking know. But the fact of the matter is Will Smith went full Kanye on the shit. You remember when Kanye stole the mic from Taylor Swift? (laughs) It didn't do Kanye any good, but Taylor Swift made a lot of money from that fucking thing. And that's kind of what Will Smith did here. Now, initially in seeing this, most people were saying, oh, that fucking Will Smith, he's crazy. I can't believe he walked up during the Oscars and uh, slapped Chris Rock in the mouth. They couldn't believe it. But, of course, right after this happened, if you were watching TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, or whatever, you saw this video played over and over and over again, and you started getting different opinions on this. And the different opinions were that, first, that that Will Smith was crazy, 
But then other people were coming up and saying, look, Jada has alopecia. She was hurt when he made that joke about whatever medical condition she has. Will Smith did the right thing by walking up on stage and smacking Chris Rock. Now, they were going back and forth, and people are are deciding uh, which team we're on, Team Will Smith or Team Chris Rock. It was kind of weird. And some people ask me what my take on it is. Now, I will tell you this. If somebody insults my uh, wife, I'm going to be angry, and I'm going to want to offer some kind of retribution. But because I'm an adult, I'm not going to walk up and stage in front of thousands of people and millions, maybe billions of people on TV and make a fool out of myself, especially when I'm up for the best actor of the year in moments after this situation. Will Smith could definitely have handled this better regardless of how insulted he or Jada Smith are in. Uh, He could have acted better about this. He could have acted like an adult and handled it after the show or uh, backstage or wherever, but he didn't do that. And other people will say, well, Chris Rock should have never done that. Well, Chris Rock may not have even written that fucking joke. I mean, whenever you watch the Oscars for every other host that's come before him, they get brutal on these uh, on these celebrities. I mean, they say some crazy shit. That's part of the show. And if you're going to the show and up for an award, you got to kind of expect that. But people have asked my opinion. What team are you on, Will Smith or Chris Rock? Well, I've told you many times before, I'm on no fucking team. I don't join teams because I don't like who runs those teams. Was Will Smith right or Chris Rock right? I don't fucking care. These are a bunch of entitled millionaires and billionaires that don't give fuck all about you or me or any of the little people, as they might say. They don't fucking care. You're putting on this show for yourself. The least you could do is act like humans. Maybe not pick on somebody's medical problem. Or maybe not step on stage and lose control. Have total loss of control of your emotions and slap a cohort on stage. All of these people are acting badly and they do it fucking every day. And we're supposed to be appalled, upset, or on one team or another? I don't want to be on either fucking team because I don't have a lot of respect for people in that position, mainly because they don't have a lot of respect for people like us. Here's what's going to happen. Chris Rock is going to make more money because he'll be on every interview show and I'll have a special and he'll do fine. Will Smith will be hated or made out to be a hero and he'll just make more money. And since nobody is watching the Oscars anymore, nobody gives a fuck, an event like this will uplift the Oscars, and next year everybody will watch it hoping for another incident. It's kind of like going to hockey games because you like to watch the fights, or going to football games because you like to see people get hurt, or going to uh, NASCAR and hoping there's a crash. That's on us for being sucked into this shit and believing that these people are better than us or that we should look up to them. I don't look up to these people because they don't do anything uh, to be looked up to. 
One of the problems with people in that business, or any business for that matter, I mean, even as small as the radio business, one of the reasons why I hated it is because everybody takes themselves too seriously. They think they're important. They buy into their own fucking PR. I mean, you even see it on TikTok, for Christ's sake. Somebody gets a half a million followers or a million followers or 10 million followers. Now, all of a sudden, they think they're somebody. They think they're special. They think they're better than us. And everything they do, we should be hanging on it. Fuck them. We're all important. We all have things in our life that we need to do and want to do. And what we want and what we need for our families is important. We can't waste too much time looking up to these people. Because as crazy or sad or as scary as this was, they're all going back to multi-million dollar homes and lives that we have never seen and never will see. And these fucking people don't care, so why should we care about them? It's all about the scandal, though. That's why WWE wrestling is so popular. But at least they admit it's all bullshit in the sense that it's scripted and 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 there are uh, storylines and that short, sort of stuff. We understand that, but we enjoy it, and it's kind of fun. But unfortunately, that same kind of strategy plays out with our celebrities on our social media platforms, and the problem is we all get sucked into it. The fact that Chris Rock made a stupid fucking joke or the fact that Will Smith went up and popped him in the mouth, big fucking deal. They do it for their own benefit. It's about our perception of them. It's about creating some drama, trauma, something to get more of your attention. And I'm fucking tired of it, to be perfectly honest with you. So you want my opinion on it? I have no fucking opinion on it. I don't give a shit. I honestly don't care. I mean, you always see this sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> and, and and let's compare it to something else. Let's compare it to something totally different. So you want to protect your wife. Yeah, I think any of us that are married would do that. We'll protect them. Now, there are a number of ways you can do that. But there are some slimy fucks that don't protect their wives. Let me give you a case in point. Now, now, I, I will tell you this. The Republicans, when they get a hold of this story, they'll be ranting and raving and how violent, how violent uh, Will Smith is. And you know, some of the white supremacists will say, see, we can't put these black people together. Otherwise, they start a fight. And that's what's fucked up about this. These individuals benefit from it one way or another. But they stir this up and all the rest of the people have to suffer the consequences by what these white supremacists might say or do because of a situation like this. But you remember back a ways, 2016, I think it was, or maybe it was 2020, I don't know. It was during the election. Ted Cruz was running against Donald Trump in the primary. Now, I'm pretty sure that was 2016. And uh, Ted Cruz is an idiot. Nobody, <clears throat> nobody likes Ted Cruz. And Donald Trump will say absolutely fucking anything. He doesn't care. He comes right out and says to Ted Cruz, Ted, your wife's ugly. And what does Ted do? 
Not a fucking thing. He spends the next four years kissing Donald Trump's ass because it's going to benefit him. He doesn't give a shit about what he said about his wife. And it's absolutely ridiculous. This is the kind of people we're dealing with, whether it be on the political stage or the entertainment stage. We're not dealing with people of quality here. We're not dealing with people who want, who want the right thing. They only want the attention for themselves. Now, for the next couple of months, we'll be talking about this whole incident. There'll be videos. There'll be parodies. There'll be all kinds of shit. My point is, we got a lot of things going on in this world and in this country. We don't have time for that shit. Nobody should care about that shit. It has nothing to do with our futures. We've got a, a democracy in peril. We've got a war in Ukraine. We've got a uh, treasonous tied to a Supreme Court justice. We've got people in Congress also tied into this treasonous acts. We've got a lot of problems. And excuse me if I don't give a fuck what Will Smith does or Chris Rock does or the Oscars do. I don't give a fuck about it at all. The fact that we will take the time and give our attention to it just because it's uh, juicy or scandalous is nothing more than a waste of time for us. We don't have fucking time for this shit. Will Smith's a good actor, Chris Rock's a good comedian, but who gives a fuck? You turn on the TV, you watch what they do, they get paid millions of dollars, that should be enough. But now they've got to pump up their Instagram or their Twitter, and I'll guarantee you, you go to their Instagram and their Twitter, they will all get tons and tons of new followers. Jada Pinkett Smith will get all kinds of followers. She's got some, some show called The Red Table. And that'll get more viewers. We got to see what Jada Pinkett Smith says about her husband slapping Chris Rock. It's all about fucking attention. I don't know who said it. You know, one of these uh, guys online that make billions of dollars online, they said, it might even be Gary V who said it. And what he says is, uh, attention is currency. That's how you make money. I mean, Jesus Christ, we've got Kim Kardashian on, on Instagram or Twitter charging millions of dollars just to put an ad on her feed, for Christ's sake. This is all about making money. Now, this particular act wasn't planned. It didn't look like it. Certainly, Chris Rock didn't know about it. But he'll benefit from it. I fucking guarantee you that. He will definitely benefit from it. There would be more people worried about Will Smith hitting Chris Rock than our problems with Clarence Thomas or the war in Ukraine, and that is fucking sad. And that we can't blame on our government or the entertainment industry. That we must blame on ourselves. We're quick to, we're quick to grab the scandalous and set aside and be apathetic about those things that are important in our country, things that will affect our future. It pisses me off when I see a distraction like this that takes our eyes away from the things that are important. So you want to know what I think about Will Smith and Chris Rock and the incident at the Oscars. What I think is, I don't give a fuck. I don't care. 
We've got more important things to deal with than self-entitled, immature pieces of shit. And honestly, that's how I feel about it. All right, let's take a break. We'll be right back. In the last several days, President Joe Biden has called Vladimir Putin a war criminal, a butcher, and he also said that that man cannot remain in power. Then all of a sudden, there's all this outrage. People are upset. How can the president talk like that? Hell, Donald Trump said something inflammatory every fucking day of the week, yet the Republicans are all upset about what Joe Biden has said. I mean, hes they've gone along and said that Joe Biden's weak. He's a uh, daughter. But now when he does what they want him to do, now they're going to come after him. Well, go ahead, come after him. I mean, Jesus Christ, Lindsey Graham basically insinuated that somebody in Russia should assassinate Vladimir Putin. Now, there was some outrage about it, but not much. The Republicans certainly didn't say anything negative about it. But Joe Biden comes out and says what he says. Now, here's the problem. Everything that Joe Biden said was absolutely the fucking truth. He is a war criminal. He is a butcher. And he should not be in power ever again. In fact, our sanctions that we have against Russia should not come off if they back out of Ukraine. Just because they stopped the war in Ukraine, if they were to do that, that shouldn't be enough to pull off the sanctions. These sanctions should stay in place until Vladimir Putin is gone. Because even if he pulls out of Ukraine, as long as Vladimir Putin's still in power, we still have plenty of things to worry about, and we'll have another situation like this. Maybe in Ukraine again. Maybe in uh, Moldova or Poland or whatever. Vladimir Putin is not in his right mind, and God knows what he's going to do. So Joe Biden says he should not be in power. Everybody's upset. Presidents shouldn't say those sorts of things. Is that where we are now? You're wrong if you tell the truth. Now, some people are suggesting that by Joe Biden saying that, they, of course, will use that as propaganda in Russia and use that to ramp things up. See, Joe Biden's after Russia. He's trying to break down Russia. He's trying to change the regime. Now, right after he said it, the White House comes out, tries to um, walk that back. Well, that's not exactly what he meant. What he meant was about the terrible things he's doing in Ukraine. He shouldn't have the ability to do that. No, that's not what he meant. Joe Biden meant exactly what he said. And not only did he mean what he said, everybody in this country fucking agrees with him. So why in the world would you walk that back? It's all about perception. If you do this, then that will happen. You might hurt somebody's sensibilities. Well, I'm sorry, but I don't care much about the sensibilities of a murderous, evil dictator. As much as I don't like Lindsey Graham, I tend to agree with him. You need to get him out of there one way or another. 
I'm not going to ascribe to the idea that he should be assassinated. Hopefully they wouldn't have to do that. But they do have the power to get him out of office, to change the regime. I mean, that's the important thing that uh, people have to understand. Everybody's upset about Joe Biden saying this man should not be in power anymore. And people are taking it as, well, America and Joe Biden want to change the regime, create a coup in Russia. My God, a coup, not a coup. (laughs) Who in their right mind would ever try to attempt a fucking coup? Well, that can't happen. America doesn't have the power. Joe Biden doesn't have the power to change the regime in Russia. The only people that have that power are in Russia. The government, the military, the people of Russia. Those are the people that are going to decide it. Joe just gave his opinion. Now, he's a very passionate. He's a sensitive guy. He's hearing and seeing all these tragedies and atrocities happening in Ukraine. And he's upset about it. He's angry about it. And he has every right to be. Innocent people, innocent children, pregnant women are being massacred by the Russians. If you aren't mad about that, there is something wrong with you. Not Joe Biden. Vladimir Putin is a war criminal. Everybody has acknowledged that. He is a butcher. When you see the things he's done to women and children and innocent people, there's no other way to explain it. He is a fucking butcher. And because he's a war criminal and a butcher, he should not be in power. Everything about those statements is absolutely true. And we as America should not apologize for that shit. I mean, that seems like how everything goes in this country. We want to indict Donald Trump, but he's a former president. That won't look good. That'll cause some kind of political problems. We've got a a Supreme Court justice who's married to a woman who tried to overthrow the government. Yeah, but we don't want to mess with that because it might cause problems. These people constantly tell us nobody's above the law, but frankly, everything I've seen says that's bullshit. If you have power, if you have money, if you have position, you are above the law. And you are above the law until such time you are held accountable. And we are waiting to see that. We're waiting for Donald Trump to be accountable. He's committed many crimes. There is evidence of those crimes going as far back as the Mueller report. Now, the Republicans would have you believe that that Mueller report completely exonerated Donald Trump. It did not. It showed that at least on 10 occasions, he obstructed justice. Each one of those is a crime. He's on audio tape trying to coerce uh, the Secretary of State of Georgia to overturn the election. He's on tape trying to coerce President Zelensky into finding dirt on Joe Biden. This isn't a close call. This isn't something where, well, it could be this or it could be that. The fact of the matter is, it's very specific, it's very clear, crimes were committed, and the evidence exists. But because of this attitude, well, we can't do that, that could cause political problems. 
They're just telling us that none of you are above the law, but my people, the rich people, the famous people, the powerful people, yeah, they're above the law, but that's just the way it goes. And the same thing applies to Joe Biden's situation here, where you shouldn't say he should be taken out of power. Well, yeah, you should. Maybe that is the problem in this country, that we do too much pussyfooting around, being sensitive to sensibilities or possible political problems. Maybe that's the change we need to take. I mean, things aren't going real well right now, right? And if things aren't going well, in my mind, in my life, what I usually say, if this isn't working, you know what? This may sound crazy to you, but how about we change it up? How about we do something different? And that is clearly what we need to do in this country. Instead of pussyfooting around and trying to be careful about who we accuse of things, if they've gone out and arrogantly and blatantly committed crimes, we need to say it, we need to act on it, and we need to convict these people, make them accountable for the things they do. If you tell us nobody's above the law, you need to fucking prove it to us, and you need to prove it to us now. Because you're not making us believers at this point. It's just not working. Will it change? I don't know. The only way it's going to change is if we force them to do it. And people always tell me, well, what can I do? What can I do? We need everybody talking. We need everybody complaining. We need petitions. We need voices. We need people talking about it create enough interest in these things to keep it in the media, to keep that pressure on. And the one thing that turns the tide with some of these people is public opinion. If public opinion gets bad enough, then they have to react. They have to do something to save themselves. And if there's something we can do is we can keep it in the forefront, keep talking about it, keep pushing it, keep complaining, keep protesting, whatever the fuck it is. Now, the problem with that is that doesn't necessarily work, but it's all we got, so we got to give it a try. We got to keep pushing. Now, I had somebody uh, come up to me on Instagram, and uh, he asked a question. He said he couldn't do it on, on TikTok for whatever reason. I'm not sure why that. He said, because I'm not following him. Well, there's a lot of people I don't follow that can... can uh, comment on my post, so I'm not sure where the problem was there. But um, this gentleman had kind of a general question, and it does deserve talking about, because I think people have um, the wrong idea about this problem. And his problem is, from a gentleman that listens to the podcast, he says how he's, he's complaining about how our government spends our tax money. He says veterans and seniors not getting enough money from our government, and they're just sending money overseas. Now, that last line to me is like a red flag. Because when you say something like that, that sounds like a Trump fuck. You know, these isolationist pieces of shit. Now, I'm not saying this gentleman is that, because I don't know. But that's what they'll say. Oh, you just keep sending money overseas. 
but you're overlooking the real problem here. The real problem where the real money is going, it's not going overseas. The real money is not going overseas. It's going to the rich people in this country by way of tax cuts or privileges or loopholes or whatever. If you're worried about money being spent by our government overseas, you first need to address the way the rich are treated and the welfare they are afforded in this country. Because there's far more money going to these rich people than it's going overseas. And typically, if it's going overseas to like Ukraine or something like that, there's a good reason for it. Not to say that there isn't some wasteful stuff going overseas. I'm sure there are. But that's not the problem. When you say spending money overseas, it's like when you tell me that, uh, oh, the borders are open, which isn't true. I don't like hearing that. I can appreciate you being concerned about overspending by our government and not getting the veterans and the seniors enough money. I agree with you. There's a lot of people in this country that deserve help or at least assistance in their lives. I've said this before. You know, we talked about the uh, Build Back Better bill, which would put money in everybody's pockets in the middle class. It would make things better, and it would improve the economy, just as the uh, COVID relief bill did. You noticed how the economy went up after they sent money back to us? Well, it's like sending money to the most profitable part of your portfolio when you're investing. That would be us. We're paying the taxes. We're doing the work. You help us, that's going to help the economy. And that's where the problem lies. Our government officials know that, but they refuse to do it. And they refuse to do it because there's no money in it for them. They give money to the rich. The the rich give money back to them. And uh, they continue to enrich one another while we sit there with our hands open waiting for nothing. I think the thing that upset me most about that Build Back Better bill is what they said. They said this bill would be transformational. They said something like this has not been done in 80 years. Well, when you hear that, that should make you angry. In those 80 years, a couple of things to remember. All these politicians were elected by us, paid by us. There have been times when Democrats are in power and Republicans are in power. Are you fucking telling me that in 80 years, this would have been the first time you've done anything for us? Doesn't that make you fucking angry? There's a lot more to it than sending money overseas. It's how our government has abandoned us, disregarded us, and will say something like, well, if we give them that... Well, then they'll just get lazy and spend it on drugs and alcohol. That's what they think of you. Isn't that troubling to you? Yeah, we need to get more money for our veterans. We need to get more money for our citizens. We need to get the child tax credit back. Because that took 50% of children in poverty out of poverty. But now we've lost it because the Build Back Better bill can't pass. Those kids that were taken out of poverty are now back in poverty. Way to go, U.S. government. Let's talk about that in 2022 and see how well that does you in your midterm election.
You can complain about how the government spends money and who doesn't get what, but you got to place the blame where it really belongs. Sending the money overseas is just a small part of it. The bigger part of it is the money that stays in this country that goes to people that don't deserve it and don't need it. This is also an issue of the ideology, the policies, the mentality of people in our government, the people that are representing us. And make no mistake, it is not just Republicans, it's Democrats too. Remember, 80 years, they haven't done jack shit for us, and when it came up, the Build Back Better bill, they couldn't get that fucking punch through either. Apparently, 80 years without anything in terms of helping the middle class is not long enough. Now, people are saying, well, the Democrats are trying to help out. They're trying to do this. Yes, they are. But where were they the past 80 years? They didn't do it then. They're doing it now because they know it's the one thing that will help them beat the Republicans. Now, if we can get the Democrats to get us all the things we need, I'm on board. But once we get all the things we need, I'm going to step back and look side-eyed at every politician, regardless of what party they're in. Because none of them have been working for us, and we have to understand that. I've said that before. People always accuse me of being a liberal Democrat. I am not. I don't join teams, as I mentioned before. In my opinion, it's not Democrats versus Republicans. It's us versus them. And I think history and track record proves that out. So somehow we have to take control, take control of our elections, take control of our politicians. So they are doing our bidding because that is their fucking job. That is absolutely their fucking job. So for the gentleman who sent the uh, <laughs> sent the question... I'm guessing he probably wasn't expecting that kind of response, but I give that response in all due respect. You ask me a question, you want to know what I think, I'm telling you exactly what I think. Whether you like it or don't like it doesn't matter. This is what I think, and this is the only thing I can tell you. And lastly, uh, we heard about Rick Scott's 11-point plan to save America. Now, if you've read this 11-point plan, it's stupid. It's fucking ignorant. It's ridiculous. Even Republicans are pissed about this. And if you haven't read it, you're remiss. You should read it. Because this is the kind of thing, these are the kind of people that are trying to steal money, rights, and privileges away from you. Now, Rick Scott was on Fox News, and the host, John Roberts, said that in the plan, he would be raising taxes on 50% of Americans. And I can fucking guarantee you, it isn't rich Americans involved in that 50%. And he's also proposing phasing out or sunsetting Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. You're fucking kidding me, right? We've all paid tons of money into Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. And now what he wants to do is end it and use that money to do something else that's going to put money in his pocket. That is fucking appalling. That is a dangerous ideology. 
And uh, John Roberts said to Scott, he said, Roberts was frustrated with Scott at this point. He said, he said, why would you do that in an election year? And he's right. That's stupid. And that's one of the reasons why I think uh, the Republicans aren't going to do well in the midterms. We talk about Democrats messaging. These fuckers are so arrogant, they will shove it in your face, tell you how they're going to steal it from you, and then try to convince you that it's good. But uh, John Roberts was upset about this because as a Fox reporter, obviously he's a Republican fan, and this is not going to do well for the Republicans when the election comes along. So how does Scott respond? He says, well, that's a Democratic talking point. Like, Democrats just made that shit up. That's not really what it said. Roberts becomes more frustrated, and he said, no, it's in the plan. You actually wrote it in the fucking plan. Now, of course, at that point, Scott does what every Republican does. He starts to divert. He starts to distract. These idiots are so arrogant that they will shove this evil shit in your face and expect you to believe it and think it's good. Now, Rick Scott is a special kind of stupid. I'll be surprised if he gets elected to anything in the future because he is so arrogant and so in your face and so blatantly crooked that I can't believe that he would be elected again. And this plan will not be used with the Republican Party because it's absolutely stupid. And not even the Republicans are dumb enough to use something like this. But as long as we have people like this in that party trying to pitch this sort of thing, let me tell you, if they thought they could get away with it, if they thought they could get through an election with that kind of ideology, they'd fucking do it in a minute. We've heard it in the past, people trying to take money out of or stop Social Security. That is a safety net for a lot of people in this country. And to take that away would be fucking absolutely evil. And we have to be wary of these people, because they're all over the place. Mostly in the Republican Party, but don't be surprised to see some in the Democratic Party. We can't give these people any oxygen. We've got to shout them down from the moment they raise their fucking head. Because if they get a little room and they get some support on something like this, then we're all fucked. And it's incumbent on all of us to protect ourselves to make sure these people aren't viable in future elections because they are a danger to this country and they are a danger to each and every one of us. So fuck Rick Scott. His 11-point plan won't be used by the Republicans, thankfully. But don't think that's not going to come up in the future again. Times will change, attitudes will change, things will calm down, and they may try to slip something like that in on us sometime in the future. And we always got to stay wide awake, be prepared, and be able to act when people try to pull that shit on America. All right, we're going to wrap up the Rational Boomer podcast. want to thank you very much for spending the time to listen to me rattle on. If you have questions, comments, or complaints, you can send them to me at the uh, rationalboomer at gmail.com or you can go to anchor.fm, look for the Rational Boomer podcast, and leave a voicemail message. So I hope to hear from you. 
You have a great day. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Rational Boomer Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We'll see you next time.